0: The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe. Brought to you by com. Farmers
1: across Europe are restless. We saw protests in Germany, the Netherlands also, a huge amount of farmer agitation. Could you see the same thing happening in Ireland? And what's your perception of why there's this much discontent?
0: In Ireland, I as a minister and this government are working to support farmers very strongly. And uh, as a government, there's never been more money brought to the table to support farm family schemes. And I've just outlined the increase in relation to national funding of 50%, and it's been my approach throughout the period as well to work to support farmers in particular times of need. So whether that has been in relation to the pig crisis and the need to deliver support there which I delivered payments of up to €100,000 per individual farmer um, in that instance. Also then to support for the horticulture sector through difficult times. And also then over the last couple of years, you know, in terms of the cost of living challenges, delivering €1,000 per year last year and the year before to support farmers making fodder, for example, around the increased cost around that. And also then more recently again, The challenges that tillage farmers experienced last year, I stepped in with um, a couple of support packages to support the tillage sector. And then across the board, then we delivered that new common agricultural policy, which has has radically increased the funding that's there for the suckler cow i I promised two hundred euro uh, per suckler cow um whenever i i was i went before the people last time and I've now delivered upon that last year and uh, again this year and in terms of the sheep sector for example of the highest level highest ever level supports there in the most recent budget uh so a doubling of the payment from the ten euro that was there when I, you know the year before uh, year before last to twenty euro now this year per yo. So that's a, so we're putting very strong supports there in relation to obviously you know the climate piece has dominated the airwaves too much. It's a part of what we have to do, yes, but we can't get away from our core and the farmer's core function of producing food. But in relation to that, I thought and. And then the government did deliver, and I was obviously a massive advocate of this in terms of the negotiation process, a target which is deliverable for agriculture and proportionate for agriculture by 2030 uh, at 25%. And, and that has been, uh, the farm organizations nationally themselves have indicated that that's a, that's a figure they support and that they believe can be delivered by us working together. So, as a government, we've been proportionate in relation to how we want to work to support uh, and supportive in terms of how we work to, to support for farmers. And um, that's something we, we, we very much plan to continue
1: to do too. Past six months, dominated to a great extent, uh, a significant extent anyway, by the reduction in the nitrates derogation. Where are we now? Would this, a stabilisation of, of water quality at least hold the 220?
0: Well, that's that was the comments the commissioner made when he was when he came when he came over at my invitation, the T-shirts invitation, um, back in November. So the government are, are very uh, totally committed to maintaining the nitrate derogation, and and to improving water quality. That's something we all have to work to, together because the two of those are linked. We, we work within the European market and we work across common standards both in terms of food safety and, and health certification standards but as well environmental standards as well and there's no, more, there's no country that that's more important for than ourselves in Ireland because that European market is by far the largest market we have and 90% of all of the food we produce is exported. So uh, that common market is massively important to us. That means common standards. It means then you know, across the rest of Europe, all but two countries at this stage are working off a stocking uh, density um, of 170 kilos of organic nitrogen per hectare. We have secured a derogation and continue to do so from other member states to be able to fire at a rate higher than that it was to 250. It's now to 220 for the most part. But that's contingent on us. Um, meeting, you know, improving water quality standards and certainly stabilisation. So, you know, I've provided the straight and honest leadership necessary uh, to lead out in this, uh, to try and work with the sector to make sure that we maintain that derogation. It has been challenging over the last number of years because for a number of years the trends were against us in many parts of the country. That's what led to the review. The 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 review been required office in terms of, you know, the pot- potential draft of 250 to 220. We had no choice but uh, to be able to work to that. Uh, in fact, it has been uh, laid out many times in the negotiation process. Other members said in the European Commission were looking for a lower level than the 220 in the nego. you know, as part of that review. But uh, as long as we work together now to stabilise and improve water quality, we can maintain that. And the commissioner was clear in that, that if we, you know, if we're succeeding in water quality, then the, the derogation will continue to be available, and the commission will be supportive of that. So I'll work to provide that leadership. <coughs> I've put together a committee with all of the, the farming representatives on that so that we work collectively together that hadn't that that forum hadn't been in in place before but i I believe that type of approach is really important for us to do the job we need to do in the next you know two years to, to to renew the derogation
1: again and and you're aware of the distortions in land leasing prices for instance that have been caused by that reduction from 250 to 220 and indeed if it were to drift lower the impact as suggested at the iga conference last week that uh it, there would be a significant negative impact on our ability to produce for instance milk from grass
0: yes it, it would have a real I mean it would have a real impact and exceptionally damaging and the, that that the derogation is very is very key to our grass production model and to its competitive advantage and to its uh, capacity to be profitable and to be to be maintained so it's something I'm absolutely committed to working to make sure that we hold on to. Uh, and to work with farmers to make sure that we hold on to. I'm very aware that of the the impact that that the mooted drop from 250 to 220 and the uh, you know had over the last 18 months. And you know it was very clear from farmer behaviour how farmers were very much aware of the imminence of this risk of dropping to 220 because we were seeing it in the land market over the last 18 months, particularly in the last year, where farmers were taking steps to acquire land. Um, in order to you know prepare for the potential drop to 220 and uh, th- that that was very that had a real impact it had it has consequences in terms of other sectors too the tillage sector in particular but also you know for beef and sheep and um, that was if you read I'm sure you know you will have my letter to the, and my submission to the European Commission and the Commissioner uh, seeking to hold the 250 and 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 seeking to to, to, to not have the, the, the drop and to put put alternatives instead. I very much made that clear my concern is to the impact it was having on the ground already, even before the drop to two hundred twenty, what the, the the potential for that drop was 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 meaning in terms of land prices. So I want to avoid it and at all costs hold on to what we have and work and provide that honest leadership
1: uh, to farmers uh, and um and, and support uh, to be to be able to achieve that. A new interpretation of, of what qualifies for VAT rebates has created some controversy. Uh, I, I, do you think that can be resolved, that there's room for flexibility there?
0: I, I hope so, um, but it's it's entirely a matter for the revenue commissioners in terms of how they interpret the uh, the legislation and the regulations that are there. So it, it has had a real impact in relation to um, mobile equipment and, and, and farmer decisions around whether to buy and purchase. I've made my services available to the revenue commissioners to be helpful in any way in terms of queries they would have in this. I know it's something the Taoiseach and uh, Minister for Finance are, are also engaged in. So, listen, it's a matter for revenue, but but we we we're, we recognise the challenges there
1: and we're available to try and help resolve it in any way that we can. We're seeing the compulsory use of less, the low emission slurry spreading, uh, coming down the whole time. It'll be down at uh, 130, probably down to 100. Do, do you see it compulsory across the board in the years to come? And the use of protected urea no no no
0: i don't I, not, no i don't I, I think we're seeing massive behavioral change and we need to support that our fifth knife action program has an objective by 2027 of achieving uh 90 percent of our slurry being spread by uh low emission slurry spreading and that'll be the vast vast majority and the 10 percent that will be left out of that will tend to be Smaller, more extensive farmers, and uh, not as significant, so I focus very much on on, on delivering the big steps there uh, the, the, the The vast majority of the progress without you know, uh, uh, while recognizing that it'll be more challenging for some who are operating in you know, um, but like if we can achieve that ninety percent by twenty seven, that'll be massive progress. Likewise, then in relation to the protected urea, I see real, real potential to deliver that. Again, working to support farmers, and I think we can make that make that impact and bring that bring about that change, and work with farmers to do that. Um, bottom line is, it's more profitable and more efficient, as well as uh, lo- lower uh, lower emissions. Climate emissions, whenever you use protected urea, it's a win-win from a farmer point of view. So by working with farmers, um, I think, and and also importantly industry in terms of actually the supply, we can bring about that change over the short term.
1: Changes in calf transportation and age of movement and so on have been mooted. I presume at this late stage, there's no anticipation that there'll be any immediate changes.
0: Uh, No, but I mean, again, it's not something, it's not something that's fully within our control. Certainly, it's dependent on, on companies being available, um, uh, to, to provide, and we're very grateful for the, the strong transport links we have to the continent. Obviously, the regulatory framework is there, and that's something we, we're working to make sure is reflective of, of our situation too, and, um, Number of our MEPs are working particularly Lee Kelleher working hard at European level in relation to advocating in relation to the, the Changes that have been discussed there um, It works well for our calving system uh, It blends well with the veal system uh, particularly in, in the continent um, with some 200,000 calves went last year So it's something we fully support and but obviously it's absolutely contingent on very high c- uh, calf welfare standards and that's something we monitor very closely. The standards expect nothing less but also in terms of the monitoring of it, it's something we,
1: we, 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 we're putting significant effort into as well. Are you still thinking about a potential uh, dairy reduction scheme? A- and indeed do you still favour an access for milk production for new, new entrants, young farmers?
0: On the second point, absolutely yes. Um, I, I believe it's really important that farmers have the opportunity to decide what type of farming they want to do, and to move between the sectors. And it's been really good to see many new people coming into dairying in the last um, last few years. And uh, I've seen it myself. Many farmers in my locality in Donegal that would have been beef and even sheep uh, traditionally, um, but locked out because of the quota system. Trans- transitioning into dairy over the over the last few years and continuing to do so. And we need to. See that continue. Uh, I don't have a proposal uh, to to reduce dairy uh, to, uh, for for voluntary for voluntary reduction dairy cows. That's something that the committees I put together with all stakeholders represented on it proposed as a potential option for consideration in terms of the uh, cl- the uh, climate targets. That has been that has been. Considered in terms of its merits, good, bad, or otherwise, um, by, by by officials. But I, I do plan to make a decision on that in the near future and bring clarity to that. I, I haven't, I've never indicated that it's a plan of mine, but it is something that's been put up for consideration. Uh, but I do believe it's important that I bring clarity to whether there will be any any move in that regard soon, and I,
1: I expect to do
0: that in this next short period of
1: time. On a very local issue in Kilkenny, there's continuing upset and unrest over the the Brennan family, Dan Brennan's farm in Castle Comer. Uh, Jackie Cal, TD, highlighted it in the Dáil, and you responded to that, uh, suggesting that new evidence would be needed. But ultimately, is new evidence needed before... Uh, there's, uh, you know, a fresh independent look
0: at it. That's something Jackie Cahill in particular has been very uh, uh, vocal in relation to but and has been raised very recently in the Dáil again by him and was raised across uh, government by a number of TDs, including John McGuinness as well. Uh, prior to that, but I've, I've been looking and looked at the file and still have it under a, a further a further review. There was a number of independent assessments and reviews of this previously, and it had been looked at in a, in a, from a number of aspects. It's a long time ago now, almost 15 years really, I think. So listen, there would need to be a, a, a very strong reason as to why you would uh, reopen it and do a further investigation, considering there was a number there before. So listen, I committed in the all to look at this again, and, and, and I'm having it looked at at the moment.
1: You mentioned uh, the, the beef scheme, and it's all built around, or at least related to genetics. I get the impression that there's huge potential in genetics. It's perhaps a slow burner, but over some generations of cattle, there's huge potential to reduce emissions, as well as other
0: productivity gains, yeah, but big time. And like we've we've seen that stepped out in the dairy herd over the last twenty years or so through the uh, EBI and that has massively transformed the efficiency of a dairy herd and the capacity to produce milk and to do so profitably. And we want to make sure you know we want to see the same progress and the same profitability uh, delivered for the beef herd through the use of genetics and and beef beef indices as well. And ICBF are doing really strong work in this regard and. The system we have and the schemes we have here nationally are, you know, they're not replicated anywhere else. We're we're breaking new ground in relation to what what we're doing here. And then last year announced as well uh, our plan to become the first fully genotyped herd in the world. And again, that uh, that that greatly enhances our capacity to maximise the benefits we can get from improved genetics, and also to make sure farmers have there's transparency around there for farmers in terms of what they're getting, what they're breeding. And also what they're buying, so that whenever they go to sell, they can plan to be making, maximising their profits. So I, I see a lot of potential. But as you say, it's a, it's a, it's a slow builder. It, do, it, it does, accumulate, but it does, it will have, a, have a deliver a, um, results. Minister, thank you very much. Thanks, Matt. The Farm Show on KCLR with Matt O'Keefe, brought to you by TirlnFarmLife